Pawnshop.com. It's time now for a pawn further review with your host, Josh Norman, here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome in another edition of Upon Further Review. I'm your host, Josh Dorman. We are in the Garner Dental Group Studios, and uh, we welcome you in 6 to 8 p.m. every Monday night. And excited you're here. If you're on the road at the dinner table, uh, maybe coming home from a practice, wherever it is you are joining us from, we do appreciate you joining us. I want to remind you that you can listen to us on 106.3 FM, The Fan in the Jackson Metro area. Or you can find us on WJQSTheFan.com online, as well as the iHeartRadio app, Radio.com, and the TuneIn Radio app. Our caller line brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi is 601-366-1180. And the text line, 601-817-0106. Would love to have you participate in the show uh, this evening. Uh, mentioned we're in the Garner Dental Group studios, and... Uh, Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Check out the interactive map, LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com, or call 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro locations or others across the state and region. And we appreciate their support of upon further review uh we also have a, a highlight of the night we're joined in studio here on the board tonight uh for the first half of the show by beaver normally uh, that is uh bill producing the show but beaver's here with us so we thank him for joining us beaver how you doing this evening my friend i'm good josh dorman how about you all right so what's the what's the day been like i mean are we talking to a lot of sec football i'm sure a little nfl action maybe some saints but what's been the the common theme throughout the day well you got to start with Chris Brooks in the morning, first show I do. <laughs> yes. And you know that you're getting a dynamite hour and a half segment. Well, I say segment, hour and a half show on weed eaters. <laughs> the topic of the day, Chris Brooks, what weed eater should I buy? And he talked about it for about an hour and 20 minutes. Wow. Wow. Hey, <laughs> who, who, who knew you could talk about weed eaters for an hour and 20 minutes? Right. I do have to know, though, what did he settle on? I don't know. There's I don't no. think he knows. Okay, well, Chris, if you're listening, which he's probably not, but if you are, Chris, go with a battery-operated weed eater. Get away from the mixed gas and oil. Go with a ba- It's clean. It works great. You need to go with a battery-operated. I changed over to battery-operated uh, last year. Mower and weed eater, and it's phenomenal. Love it. Won't go, any- won't go back. That actually was a big debate. He was thinking where whether he should go with battery or gas or cord. Well, I, I think he, 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 I think he did choose that. Now he did decide battery. He went battery. One choice he made. That's a solid choice. That's a solid choice. We'll be. We appreciate you being in here and joining us. We're going to talk a lot of high school football uh, throughout the first hour. We've got Lance Pogue from Jackson Academy coming on in the next segment. Uh, then at six thirty, we've got John Reed McClendon coming off a massive win. Friday night with Greenville Christian School over MRA. And uh, and then we've got, uh, in the last segment of the first hour, Craig Bowman out there from Flowood off of Highway 25 uh, and Hartfield Academy will be joining us to talk uh, a little high school football. I had the opportunity to watch uh, the MRA uh, Greenville Christian game, which actually is broadcast on 105.9, the sister station, of this station 106.3 
And, uh, boy, I tell you what, Greenville Christian is the real deal. And we'll to talk to John Reed McClendon, their head football coach. Uh, and then in the second hour, as always, we will be joined as the judge holds court. He'll give us his – he'll throw his flag on the coach's challenge and give us the good call and bad call of the – uh, of the past week. So a lot to in store for you tonight. And we thank you once again for joining us. We will be back to back to back pretty much the first hours of the next few shows uh, with football coaches from around the area as those seasons are getting started. Last week we had John Weaver from MRA. We also had Justin Hunter from Pearl and uh, two great conversations there. And we will continue that trend as we go forward, uh, trying to connect with all of these local coaches to hear about their seasons. We'll have to catch some of them after their first uh, games have started, but that's okay. And then also a reminder next week from 7 to 8 o'clock, the entire second hour, we will have uh, Scott Vaughn, a advanced scout for the Golden State Warriors, will be joining us for the entire outer hour. Uh, Scott has, uh, has coached at the high school level. He's coached at the collegiate level. Now he's a scout and also served as an assistant in 2018 for the Golden State Warriors as an assistant coach. So a lot of experience, but more importantly, uh, a lot to talk about from a leadership perspective, uh, from a culture perspective. And then what's what's the difference between the different levels and, and how he climbed that ladder? Uh, Scott uh, coached my best friend in, in, uh, from, from eight years old uh, there in Texas and uh, has been uh, – uh, very supportive of me throughout the years, and so we're gonna we're gonna be excited to have him join us. That'll be a great conversation that you won't won't want to miss. And speaking of missing the show, if you happen to miss a show or a segment, want to remind you that you can download the podcast. Uh, simply uh, search on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search upon further review with Josh Dorman, and uh, you will find our podcast and uh, all kinds of great content out there from all of our previous shows. And, uh, and then tonight's show will be downloaded uh, by next Monday night. So uh, download that podcast. We appreciate you uh, doing that. Uh, we mentioned that the fan line and text line were brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi, www.bcbsms.com. Live healthy, live blue. So high school athletics is upon us, and we, we got another uh, unfortunate uh, school having to go virtual in South Panola, big-time football program, and they will now have to cancel their jamboree as well as the first two games, the second of those games being against Oxford. That was a, a highlighted game on the schedule for both, I'm sure, as, uh, as um, uh, Coach Cutcliffe and his Oxford Chargers were going to be ready, and uh, South Panola would have liked that game as well. So I know a lot of disappointed uh, players, fans, uh, and the like. And and uh, I'm going to apologize in advance. Um, so I was supposed to play Beaver. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I'm a lot older than you. The I was supposed to play Saturday morning in the club championship out at Lake Caroline and Patrick Farms. So Friday I'm playing and uh, and in a little practice round, playing well. And on on number 15, I had started. I had swam uh, for some cardio earlier in the week, and I don't know. I'd started feeling a little bit in my rib cage, just a little pain, no worries. So on 15, I hit a ball, and I'm like, ooh, that, that didn't feel great. But I was able to finish the round, uh, shot the round, best round I've ever shot. Well, Saturday morning, I get up and go to the tournament, and I get to number two. And I go to hit a pitching wedge, and I have a feeling like it's a stabbing pain in my rib cage. And I was like, man, that's not good. But maybe it was just something about that one swing. Still felt it. Next tee box. Man, again. So I had to withdraw from the tournament on the first day of the tournament on hole number four. 
And I was really disappointed, but I was like, I got to figure out what's going on. So I text a buddy of mine who's who's an orthopedic doctor, and I said, look, what's going on? He said, it's an intercoastal muscle strain, tear, pull, something. It's like, what's an intercoastal muscle? He said, it's the muscles that attach the ribs. And look, it, when, I, when I move a certain way, it literally shoots a pain that it takes my breath away. So if I'm in the middle of talking and you hear me kind of, you know, almost like a little hiccup there, that's what's going on. I'm trying not to to shift or move, but it's it's very, very painful. I've never experienced anything like it, but um, it's uh, it's going to be a unique process. They say it's a three, four, or five-week healing process, so um, I don't take much Advil. Uh, I took a few last night to try to help me sleep and didn't really, didn't really do anything to it, so I don't think that's a good thing. Those things start to happen when you get older. You know, I've noticed that. Uh, when you're young, stuff like that doesn't happen, but when you start getting older, it man, it, it just starts to fall apart a little bit. Yeah. Uh, first of all, that's okay. I can't blame you for withdrawing. I imagine it's hard to do things without fully functional ribs. Yes. Kind of important. Yes. Now, Josh, one thing you did say, you said you're much older than me. I, I have, I have a hard time believing that. How old do you think I am? Okay. I would, I would guess somewhere around the 31, 32 area. I appreciate that very much. All right. Thir- you ca- 38. Okay, so I'm just a little older. Just than you. a little bit. I come in at 42, so not not far from you. So if you started experiencing for me 35, I started feel a little bit, but 40, man, I really started seeing it go downhill. Have you started experiencing any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knees, <laughs> knees, in the ankles. Gym. Yes, a little bit of everything. Yep. Shoulders. I remember I had a, uh, um, I guess I was about your age, 38. Had to have an injection, cortisone injection in the left shoulder from doing CrossFit, and uh, and so I yeah and, and up to that point never had a broken bone, never had any major injuries. Been fortunate, but here it goes, man. And it you know and when you have something like this and you don't you can't point to what happened, then you know you're in trouble. So uh, anyway, that's going to uh, that, you know that's the old man segment right there for you guys. If you if you're experiencing an intercoastal muscle strain. Hey, I I feel your pain. Literally, I do feel your pain. Hey, don't go anywhere. Coming up next, we've got Lance Pogue, head football coach and athletic director at Jackson Academy, joining us. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. you from mayhem like Allstate on that heavy shelf you hung yesterday. Turns out you didn't use enough anchors. Wait, you didn't use any anchors? <laughs> now you've got an open floor plan. Trendy. And if you have the wrong home insurance, you could need a wall of money to fix this. So get home insurance with Allstate and be better protected from mayhem like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates North... Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Norman. You are on 106.3 
FM, the fan. And we appreciate you joining us. We are uh, in the Garner Dental Group studios. And want to remind you that Jerry Brewer is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525. Jerry is my personal insurance agent, and he will take great care of you. So I encourage you to give him a call. Uh, We are in the process of trying to get Coach Pogue, Lance Pogue, uh, on the line to join us for this segment as uh, we're ready to talk some Jackson Academy Raider football. Uh, We're having some uh, issues, difficult to get in touch with him. So if we do, he will join us. If we're not able to, then we will just talk a little Jay football as well as uh, some other things. So we'll continue to work on on him on our end. want to remind you in the next segment, Greenville Christian, uh, boy, what a big-time win they had uh, last Friday night at Madison Ridgeland Academy. Uh, Madison Ridgeland Academy came in uh, having won 13 contests last year, 13-0, and undefeated, uh, had not given up more than 30 points in a contest. Uh, all last year, and uh, Greenville Christian comes in and and uh, is able to uh, beat them handily, fifty-eight to thirty-two uh, on the road, and so that was an impressive win. And Coach John Reed McClendon will join us from Greenville Christian School in the next segment. So uh, when we talk about Jackson Academy football, another local uh, group, they come off of a ten and four season in which uh, they were defeated in the state championship contest in six A MAIS. Uh, against the aforementioned Madison Regional Academy Patriots. And uh, a lot of stuff going on over there uh, off Sheffield Drive, and none, not of which is, you know, you heard the big news. that You had a quarterback transfer from Madison Central not too long ago. Uh, you've got the young man uh, that is now um, a senior out there in Marcus Harris who will lead uh, from the backfield. Some areas that uh, that are going to be interesting for them and something we certainly would like to talk with Coach Pogue about is replacing a couple really good linebackers in, uh, in Beasley and Hernandez. Uh, both of those young men did a terrific job last year uh, for Coach Pogue and his staff. Coach Pogue is entering his second year at the helm. He was the defensive coordinator at Jackson Academy for three years prior, so he's in his fifth year uh, overall. Uh, in a, what's going to be a very difficult conference. And that Jackson Academy has that same Greenville Christian school uh, team on the schedule. And uh, we're going to talk to Coach McClendon about the dynamics of that because Greenville Christian School has MRA, Jackson Prep, and Jackson Academy all on the schedule. And Jackson Academy will face off with the Saints from Greenville Christian on October 1st at 7 o'clock. Uh, as they will also take on Hartfield Academy, and we will visit with Hartfield Academy head coach Craig Bowman later in the show as well. So a lot of high school football taking uh, shape, and Jackson Academy will start their season this Friday night uh, at home at the Brickyard uh, versus Starkville Academy. I will be joining Brian Eubank uh, on that call along with Tommy Barnett, uh, sideline reporter on the Raider Network. Uh, does it probably... Uh, I don't know. I've not ever seen a better high school uh, broadcast. Um, in, I've never seen a better high school broadcast. You know, when you talk about a high school putting forth a product, Jackson Academy and the Raider Network are uh, by far the leaders in that field. And uh, Eddie Weddick and his group over there, along with Brian Eubank, and uh, I'm just fortunate enough to, to be able to sit in that booth and, and, uh, and be a part of such an, an unbelievable uh, production there so we'll we'll watch that one as Starkville Academy comes to town 
and uh, that's Friday night. Hopefully, weather's not going to be an issue. You know, this time of year, weather and and, and fall sports are always uh, all unique. Which you know, it's the same with the spring too. We're just in the south, and rain's a part of it. Right now, in your forecast, it's supposed to be 89 degrees as a high and 40 percent chance of rain here in the Jackson Metro on Friday. So we'll take that. Uh, if there's a little splash and dash that comes, uh, most of these schools now are turfed. Uh, speaking of turf, I drove over to Ridgeland High School uh, trying to catch up with Caleb Schufelt uh, last week, and I saw that their uh, their turf is being replaced as well as their track. So a lot going on there, but a lot of these schools have uh, turf facilities, and uh, and so the rain only impacts them from a standpoint of a in-game weather situation, whether it's lightning, uh, whether it's a wet ball, uh, wet field, whatever it is. But from the standpoint of being able to play on those particular services, uh, thankfully they don't get uh, a lot of hazard on that. So uh, Jackson Academy opens up a Starkville Academy this Friday night, then go to Leak Academy. And uh, Leak Academy actually uh, defeated Jackson Academy um, uh, last year, and so that'll be one that Jackson Academy will try to uh, to avenge the loss on. Then they'll go Oak Forest and uh, and then St. Madison, St. Joe. Um, I do believe, Coach Pogue, is that you? Are you joining us? Sir, guys, how you doing? Hey, Coach, doing great. How you doing? Doing great. i uh, been running like everybody is, man, trying to get ready to play ball Friday night. I tell you, you don't ever think you got everything done and uh, just one thing after another. Hey, look, I understand. We appreciate you taking a couple minutes with us. Uh, we got about uh, about five or six minutes here, Coach. So I, I've been given a run view, rundown uh, of the season, of the schedule a little bit. Uh, one of the things, you know, talk about your team coming in the year, 10-4 and four last year. Talk about who you've got returning and uh, what you feel like the strengths will be uh, over there off of Sheffield. Well, you know, last year was trying times. I mean, we've got them right now, too, but uh... – you know, not having not having spring practice a year ago, and with a new staff and everything, I thought it was a phenomenal season. Uh, even you know, just to get to the championship game and uh, beat Jackson Prep the first time in a long time, and you just hope we got 19 seniors. You just hope we can build off of that, and that uh, uh, you know those kids can help us lead us and carry us the momentum moving forward. And uh, you know, man, it's a we're in a tough, tough league. And you could have a really good football team but not have the record to show for it because the margin of error is so thin, and we understand that. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we can, uh, you know, maybe win a few close games and build some confidence uh, as we go through the season. But uh, it's, it's a tough league. Yeah, for sure. No question about that. 6-A-M-A-I-S, tough league with the likes of uh, now Hartfield joining the league. Jackson Prep, Madison Ridgeland Academy, uh, Park Lane out of Macomb, and Presbyterian Christian. Coach, we talked about uh, just a minute ago, I was given an overview of, of, uh, of the team a little bit, and one of, the, one of the interesting places for you has to be replacing uh, Veasley, Donovan Veasley and uh, Hernandez from last year at the linebacker positions. Is that, is that something you've been looking at here in, early in the fall? Josh, no doubt. That's a... Uh... That's an area defensively that we're, uh, you know, going to have the most inexperienced at inside linebacker. Those two guys you just mentioned played a lot of football for us, and and uh, Marcus uh, Donovan Beasley is going to uh, to Holmes Community College and to play football. I'll tell you the caliber of player he was, and you know missed his junior year with an unfortunate injury. So we got some guys that that'll be in there that'll kind of be first time guys. I think they're going to do a good job, but. Man, it's a tough on the job training type deal, and you got to get experience. The only way to do it is to play and to throw them in. And so we're going to work that way. And uh, 
I think we got a lot of experience in the other parts of the defense up front, uh, you know, and in the secondary. But that inside linebacker is going to be green, and uh, there'll be some growing pains. We got to help them with some other areas, though. And uh, you know, and I, I think. Uh, it's just a matter of putting kids in a position to give them a chance, and hopefully we can do that. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure you will, Coach. Uh, look, another position that you'll be changing course on a little bit is you'll be introducing a, a new starting quarterback. Uh, and uh, tell us about that spot, uh, what you expect there, and, and how that, that uh, battle is coming here uh, leading up to the first game Friday night. And we got Clayton White, who was here last year as a 10th grader, has done a really good job, uh, and I got some good experience last year, can throw it. And uh, we got Tate Collins. It's uh, kind of a dual threat guy. And, and uh, you know, heck, you can't have enough quarterbacks. You can't have enough anything, it doesn't look like. And so, uh, you know, we're going to try to find roles to utilize their strengths and to, and to play to their strengths, to both of them. And, and Tate will play in some other positions on offense and defense. But uh, we're going, like I say, we're going in with a plan to utilize both and, and uh, see if we can help our team that way. Fantastic. Coach, looking at Friday night at the Brickyard uh, opening uh, Friday night contest, Starkville Academy coming to town. Uh, talk about what you know about them and what your expectations are for Friday night. Well, I know they're well coached. You know, last year, Josh, we didn't uh, – we were getting ready to play those guys, and I think it was maybe early in the week, Tuesday or whatever, uh, something happened, and then, and they, they weren't able to play with the virus situation at all in the late fall. And so uh, – uh, I know we played them several years ago, but well coached and uh, a team that's uh, you know used to winning. Not too many years ago, they were champion in their league. And heck, man, I told the kids today, the first game out, there's so many unknowns, and that ball can take a lot of funny bounces. And the one thing that you can uh, uh, take care of is how you prepare and what kind of frame of mind and, and uh, focus that you have. And I'm trying to you know impress upon these guys that hey, uh, when you play. Open game and, and on the road, uh, you know, that, that team wants to knock you off. And, and uh, let's don't lose the game because we weren't focused and weren't prepared. Let's make the other team beat us. And hopefully, uh, you know, like I said, 19 seniors, these guys can help us all understand that and, uh, you know, and uh, kind of give us that edge hopefully going into the first game. Yeah, no doubt about it. 19 seniors has to be a, a fun thing to lean back on, and I know it's going to be a uh, a lot of fun over there off of Sheffield. I know I'm going to enjoy uh, being a, a small part of it there with the Raider Network, and I know, Coach, you've got some things you're dealing with right now. We appreciate you taking a few minutes yeah. here uh, to join us and, and wish you best of luck this week and uh, Friday yeah. night in the first contest. No doubt, Josh. I apologize for catching in late. I got some uh, – my mom has had an illness, and she she's in the hospital, and uh, – been working on some of that this afternoon but uh, those are things that we all deal with i just want to let you know uh, i just been running crazy man but uh there's there's uh, we'll keep moving forward i appreciate you, yes brother. sir no doubt thanks for jumping on with us coach good luck this friday night and we're praying for your mom Take care. Thank yes, you. sir. That's Coach Pogue, head football coach, Jackson Academy. They'll open up their season with his 19 seniors against Starkville Academy this Friday night at the Brickyard. Don't go anywhere. We've got John Reed McClendon from Greenville Christian School coming up right after this. further review with your host josh norman on wjqs the fan 
Welcome back in. Upon further review, I am your host, Josh Dorman. We are on 106.3 FM. And uh, just got finished talking with Coach Lance Pogue from Jackson Academy. And uh, we are in the Garner Dental Group Studios. And now join into the Garner Dental Group Studios, John Reed McClendon from Greenville Christian School up in the Delta. Coach, how you doing this evening? Hey, man, I'm doing doing well, doing very well. How are you? Well, I would assume you are doing well. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. it's been a great weekend, I'm sure. Yeah, has been a great weekend. And so today, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to kind of move past it and refocus. And, uh, you know, you got to move on at some point. But it has certainly uh, Friday night was a big deal. and it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's give yeah. the viewers a little bit of a backdrop. Your uh, Greenville Christian School uh, Saints defending 3A state champions from last year. I had the uh, privilege of, uh, of calling that game. Uh, that state championship game, so I, I knew a little bit about your team and uh, your story there. And uh, 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 walk us through. You finish the year, and and your guys. Uh, you uh, do you talk to your guys? Do your guys come to you? Uh, but but somehow you go now to having four six A schools on your schedule. And the story is that you kind of sought those out for your team to kind of see where you guys stood. Is that right? Sure, uh, you know that was that was kind of the deal, um, and it and it first started with with MRA. You know, um, I mean they, you know, they've established themselves at the top of our league anyway, and so the kids were, uh, you know, wanted an opportunity to go compete against the best and see where they stacked up, and so we said, sure, you know, we we will go. So we made a call uh, to Coach Davis, and uh, and man, they were they were in, and uh, and so then from there it kind of turned into. Uh, you know, the committee started, you know, got together doing the scheduling and uh, asked if we were willing to play uh, Jackson Prep and, and J.A. as well. So, you know, we wound up with all three of them. But, man, you know, really excited to have the opportunity to go compete with those guys for sure. Yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about Friday night first, and then we'll talk about what's to come. But, um, you know, Friday night, so, you know, Coach, as, as, as somebody that's – that's around it from a broadcasting perspective. We normally look at things like depth. Uh, we talk about things, uh, you know, that 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 when you're going into a big big time contest like that, where talent's probably pretty equal, what what ends up setting you know groups apart? And 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 one of the things that I thought going into Friday night that you may struggle with was uh, was depth. But uh, as I watched that game play out, man, you know, outside of the end of the first half, your kids seem to have plenty of juice. And uh, seemed to be in great shape and, and handled that particular aspect of it very very well. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And we, you know, we were really pleased. Uh, you know, that's something that you don't ever know until you get in the into the first game. You know, and get into the game situation, you just you you don't know uh, how they're going to hold up because it's such a different intensity. Um, you know, when they're out there. But we were really pleased. You know, our Justin Levy, who's our assistant coach and handles our strength and conditioning and stuff has done a phenomenal job for these kids and um you know and and it also helps that we're you know kind of in a situation we don't have to have a lot of kids play uh both ways you know we we're we're pretty much you know got them playing you know if they're playing defense they're not going to play that many snaps on offense and vice versa so that that was helpful um you know we're really proud of the way our kids that you know certainly you're right i i thought as well that we were we got tired at the end of the first half, um, so we went into halftime and challenged them 
to, uh, you know, to just keep pushing. You got to push through. And I thought we sort of caught a, a second wind and, you know, and just and kept fighting and, and, you know, really were able to finish well. Um, so, you know, we were really pleased with that aspect. You know, one of sure. the things that, that stuck out to me during that contest was uh, behind your, your do-it-all quarterback, D.J. Smith, you never relented on the tempo that you wanted to run. Talk about your your tempo. Now, I will say in the fourth quarter, you started to get a little bit more, um, you know, you, you, you would get that play clock down. But but up until that point, you didn't relent to that. You had, you had how you wanted to run it. Uh, and talk about that and the ability of DJ Smith uh, to 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 uh, to operate your offense. Yeah, man, uh, we we definitely you know that's that's the way we want to play. Uh, and I, I he you know DJ really I think he feels better when he is uh, is going fast and when we're you know not huddling. He feel just it allows him to be in a little better in a little better rhythm. And so that, you know, that's first off, that's why, uh, you know, we, we stayed with it. Uh, even, you know, when I know some people are, are wondering why we're not trying to maybe run, get some time off the clock, you know, and slow it down a little bit. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's really about, uh, I think, keeping him and our guys comfortable in offense with, you know, with kind of just doing what we do. And, uh, and, and staying in a rhythm, you know, and uh, so we, you know, really pleased with, uh, with the way that he operates, you know, in in that type of situation when we're, you know, when we're trying to get on the ball and go fast, and uh, so you know that that was kind of the thought there, yeah, um, for sure. And then, man, uh, he, he's phenomenal. You know, you, you kind of when when you have a quarterback like that that just <laughs> finds a way to make plays, even though not everything was clean. Um, I mean, he, he's you know consistently making plays. You know, even at, operating sort of outside of uh, the offense, just, just going and finding plays out there and, and continuing to move the ball. Man, uh, it, it sort of makes it easy to just go, go with uh, what's working. Yeah. So Robert Wilson on Mississippi Scoreboard described D.J. Smith as spectacular, and according to his stats, he had him at 22 of 39 for 329 in the air, five touchdowns, and ran for 214 yards on 20 carries, two touchdowns, and two two-point conversions as well, which is uh, just one heck of a night. D.J. Smith obviously leads your offense, but let's talk about your defense in the second half, not giving up a score until midway through the fourth quarter uh, against what is a very explosive MRA offense. You had to be really pleased with that, uh, you know, as you thought about what your defense uh, had given up 25 points there in in the first half. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, uh, and that was what I kept, uh, you know, when the defense was coming over to the sidelines, we just kept trying to encourage, uh, you know, I, I tried to do that part as, as our defensive coaches were, you know, sort of trying to sort through some uh, missed assignments and, and, and blown coverages and things that were, you know, that allowed MRA to, to you know, hit some of those explosive plays in the first half. I We tried to the job of we didn't think you know it was just a step here or there you know we're getting a little bit out of position and they were exploiting it and so I was trying to just do a you know do the job of encouragement and look we're you know we're, we're okay keep playing we're gonna make those plays well you know we will make plays eventually we think we got you know some really good players on that side of the ball 
And so I think you saw that in the second half. We were able to get in at halftime, get some things cleaned up, and, you know, and, and just reset a little bit. And I was, man, I, you know, that was huge because it allowed us to, uh, you know, not have to, you know, we could lean on them a little bit we, we, and continue to play uh, the style of offense that we wanted to play and separate. You know, we didn't feel like we had to sit on a lead uh, because our def- you know, we trusted our defense on the field, so we were able to still kind of, you know, run the offense we wanted to, and it allowed us to, you know, extend the lead on out and, and you know, be a little more comfortable, uh, yeah. you know, as we went into the, you know, into the game there. Yeah, you took a halftime lead, 28-25, and then you came out and won the second half, 30-7, to which was mighty, mighty impressive. Take a look forward. Uh, I do want to mention, too, Deshaun Scott, that interception on the scramble, uh, uh, White tried to go up over his head in that one-hander. Uh, I've been talking yeah. about that a lot. We got about 30 yeah. seconds. Talk about prep coming up this Friday night. What do you expect there? Well, uh, you know, that's it's a new, new coach, um, so, you, you know, you kind of uh, – not exactly sure, you know, exactly what all they want to do. We, we've been able to look at some film at what they've done in years past. So you expect that it's going to be more of the same, man. They're going to have super talented kids out on the field. And, uh, and, and we're not going to sneak up on anybody this time of the round, this time around. So we expect, you know, their, their a game Friday night. is going to be another tough, should be a fun one, man. We yeah. another fun one. No doubt. Well, look, you're not sneaking up on anybody with the talent you're running out on the gridiron. Congrats right. again, Coach. Good luck Friday night, and uh, we'll talk to you further along the way. Hey, thanks so much, man. Appreciate no you doubt. having me on. No doubt. John Reed McClendon from Greenville Christian School uh, beat MRA last Friday night, has prep coming up this Friday night. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. I love my Charmin's Super Mega Roll is six regular rolls in one. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Doctors Without Borders teams confront hard facts in conflict and crisis zones. When others look away, we step in to act. Because measles still kills more than 100,000 children every year, we're there to vaccinate more than 1 million. Because some countries have only one or two mental health professionals. We provided over 400,000 mental health consultations last year. The fact is, your support makes our life-saving work possible. Picture the impact we can have together. Doctors Without Borders... Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. If you'd like to participate in the show, give us a call at 601-366-1180. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. We are in the Garner Dental Group studios. Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Check out the interactive map www.lakegarnerdentalgroup.com or call 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro locations or others across the state and region. And we continue our high school football coverage going around the horn, and we're going to go over to Rankin County and Flowood, Hartfield Academy head football coach Craig Bowman now joins us. Uh, Good evening, Coach. How you doing? 
Hey, Josh. I'm doing good, man. How are you? Man, we are doing fantastic. It doesn't get any better than talking high school football. And uh, so we're excited to have you on joining the program. Uh, how's the summer been? And uh, what do you have on tap uh, here for the upcoming football season? Yeah, man, we had a uh, we had a great off season. Uh, you know, just like most other schools around around here, we we got up early in the morning, worked out, went outside, threw it around a little bit, um, and been in been in um, in full practice here for for about three starting week four this week. Uh, so looking looking forward to getting getting it kicked off and and uh, getting started with the school year and this uh, this football season. Well, you're making the jump, uh, going from 5A to 6A, and uh, talk about uh, talk about that jump for your program and and uh, what you expect out of 6A in the MAIS uh, and uh, and your ability to slide in there and compete. Yeah, uh, we're we're excited. I think uh, a few years ago, Josh, it would have been um, been a real real rough. Uh, go for us but over the past few years uh we've really grown as a school um really had a lot of community buy-in and and uh football football doesn't happen as fast a lot of times as other sports especially in a in a new school startup this this year being the 10th year of uh of hartfield academy it it took about seven eight years to really kind of get get going and get rolling uh we were Really committed to growing our numbers. Uh, my first year there as, as a assistant coach, I think we're around, you know, mid thirties, maybe thirty seven, thirty eight players, and and last year we're around forty two, forty three, and now we're up around fifty. So we we're crawling up there, um, but we're excited. We feel like we're in the best uh, in the best division of football in the state um, in the in the MAIS, and you know some of the best players, some of the best coaches, and and so we're excited to kind of see where we stack up. Uh, it's going to be tough every week in week out. It's going to be tough, but uh, but I think the boys are really excited about about the challenge ahead. All right, talk about uh, what you've got coming back, uh, seniors. Uh, I believe you're led by uh, a quarterback in Cruz Garner. Is that correct? It'll yep. be a senior this year. Uh, and talk That's about correct. the importance of, of of his leadership as well as some of your other seniors that you have coming back. Sure, man. Uh, Cruz is Cruz has been great. Cruz is going into his third year as uh as a starter at uh at quarterback and and Cruz's understanding of the offense is is about as as deep as ours is he he loves to to talk about the offense we uh he he usually calls me or facetimes me on Saturday as I'm game planning and and wants to give me his input and and ask me questions and and uh, so it's a lot of fun to have a quarterback that is that actively involved in in the game plan and the understanding of what we're trying to accomplish offensively. Um, we also have Xavier Davis, who who uh, broke every rushing record we have at Hartfield last year, um, and, and we've had some pretty good ones um, in the past with Austin Willis. But uh, Xavier is is going to be a senior, and and uh, looking for really big things from him. Um, another big senior we have is Melvin Collins, who. Who uh, has a junior college offer from Mississippi Gulf Coast, and he's a big offensive tackle, plays defensive line also. Uh, and then we have several other players: Cooper Shroud, who has been in the program and really developed himself into a really talented middle linebacker. And um, so we're we're excited about some of those seniors. We've got 14 seniors this year, which is, which is the biggest senior class we've had. Yeah. Uh, so we're excited about that. Good good senior leadership. Good senior leadership. I'm proud of them. Terrific, man. Terrific. What do you 
anticipate, Coach, as you go from 5A to 6A, and I'm, I'm looking at your schedule, uh, you know, the likes of Park Lane, Jackson Academy, MRA, Presbyterian Christian School, and and uh, Jackson Prep, among others, in your non-conference. What do you anticipate the greatest challenge for your program is going to be as you guys take this step to the to the largest uh, and and as you said, uh, the best MAIS football division. And I would actually argue that it may be one of the best uh, four or five, no matter uh, what classification or what association. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree. And and uh, I mean, there, there's some great football around Mississippi, but I, I'll tell you, Josh, you know, and and this is no slight on five A because five A is is has a deep uh, pool of talent, also. Um, but but I'll tell you that I think the main difference that that we've really kind of built our philosophy around the weight room and things like that is is you know you I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm really choosing my words carefully here, Josh. But you don't we don't have a week off, right? You know, it, you turn around and and you and you play PCS, and it's not like you, you know homecoming is is okay. We can relax now. We we have to get up and play every week, you know, uh, especially in our division. Yeah. I mean, PCS, Park Lane, and then we, you know, the MA, the the scheduling group did us a great favor and they gave us Murderous Row right there at the end with JA prepping MRA in our last three games uh, out of four weeks. But you know, I think that's the biggest thing that that we've had to push our players is look. I mean, this is you're you're going to be giving everything you have on this Friday. And then you've got a couple of days, and we got to turn around and do it again. Yeah. Uh, and so that that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. And and like I said, we we tried to be real intentional in this off season of 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 not you know of of ramping it up. You know, when when it kind of feels like we should they should have a break, we're gonna ramp it up. Yeah. So. Yeah. You you mentioned it. Welcome to six A. Right. You get Park Lane, right. JA, a bye, prep, and then MRA to conclude the season. Uh, I've seen those schedules just like that before, and uh, and certainly it, there's challenges there. Um, but the, the you know it'll be a great highlight for you and your program for the school, uh, and uh, so you guys will will have a uh, a fantastic opportunity. Talk about your first week matchup this Friday night against St. George's Independent School. Where are they out of, and what do you expect for your Hawks football team going into that one? Well. A little bit of a disappointment today. Um, they they actually called and and uh, and canceled on us this morning. Oh mercy! Uh, I think I think they're out of Memphis and and uh, we were we were a little nervous going you know kind of because because being in Tennessee they operate a little differently and we talked last week with them and and things started you know seemed to be okay and then uh, I talked to their AD last night and then this morning they went ahead and canceled we uh, and so we. <laughs> My AD David Sykes and 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 my head of school David Horner is we've been on the phone all day, begging, pleading, trying to find the find a game and yeah. and uh, I feel like the guy that can't get a prom date right now. Gosh, <laughs> but we, uh, we we I have been told no more times yeah. today than I have in a long time. Yeah. Um, you know and and uh, and so um, we are. We're we're looking for a game this week. Um, I don't know. It's it's it's. I think it's gonna be tough. But but if anybody out there knows one, give us a call. We 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 just want to play. The boys want to play. Yeah. That I think that's the hardest thing. Josh is is, you know, I get stressed out about, it, and then when I have to look at at fifty guys that have been working really really hard, and uh, 
and 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 we tell them we you know hey this isn't happening this week it's hard to look at them and they know some of these schools that that have either gotten canceled or whatever and they say what about this school what we've talked to them we've talked yeah. you know and, oh, and yeah. so well you know so as of right now we're we're just trying we're willing to play thursday night friday saturday tomorrow right. morning whenever anybody can play we'll play sure. um and uh, but if not, we'll 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 turn our sights to to Mag Heights up yeah. in Senatobia. Yeah, that's a a nice little drive there, and a beautiful yep. drive up fifty five. Uh, and I'm sure you'll have your group ready. Well, Coach, we appreciate you taking a few minutes tonight and uh, joining us, letting us know about what to expect out of Flowood uh, and the Hartfield Academy Hawks football program. Good luck to you guys this year, and uh, we'll catch up with you uh, somewhere along the way. Thanks, Josh, man. All in and go Hawks, man. I appreciate it. No worries. Appreciate you joining us. And uh, that was Coach Bowman from Hartfield Academy uh, out in Flowood. Uh, you heard him say his first game this Friday night uh, at this point has been canceled against St. George's Independent School. Uh, they are looking for a another game there uh, with COVID and, and all of the different dynamics. You're just learning some of the things that these coaches are having to deal with. And certainly, I'm sure they're tired of hitting each other like all of these uh, teams are. So hopefully, they'll uh, find their way to a matchup. That's going to conclude Hour 1. We appreciate Coach Lance Pogue. Uh, Coach John Reed McClendon and Coach Craig Bowman all for joining us in the first hour. Big second hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Upon Further View right after this. Dot com. Now for Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, here on WJQS The Fan. We welcome you back in upon further review. I am your host, Josh Dorman. We are on 106.3 FM, the fan here in the Jackson metro area. Also joining us on line, www.wjqsthefan.com. Facebook, wjqsthefan. You can tune in to us on the iHeartRadio app, radio.com, or with the TuneIn Radio app. And uh, we are certainly... um, Excited to have you joining us here on a Monday night. Listen, you're just getting your week started. Whatever it is you have going on, however the Monday went, take a few minutes away and uh, enjoy listening to coaches talk about their football teams. As you heard the first hour, three different high school football coaches uh, joined us, and we thank each of them. They were Lance Pogue from Jackson Academy, John Reed McClendon from Greenville Christian School. What an incredible story. And Craig Bowman from Hartfield Academy uh, making the jump to 6A in the MAIS. So, Uh, We've had a lot of great football conversation, and we will have more here as we talk a little bit of college and NFL later in this hour. Just to remind you, as always, from 7.30 to 8 o'clock, the judge will hold court as he will throw the flag and give us his good call, bad call of the week. And we welcome in Bill, who we just had a shift. Beaver gave way to Bill. Yeah. Also, want to remind you, we're also on 1400 AM, too. So I listened to some of that on the way in, too. Yes, we are on 1400 AM as well. I started listening to you about Bovina. And heard you talking about your ribs. Yes. Oh yeah. man, my ribs, Bill. I, <laughs> I, I don't. You know, it's it, it's crazy. I like. I'm, I've got this icy hot patch on, and nothing's touching it. You know, and and look, I can sit in certain ways, and there's nothing, and then I move one movement, and it's like somebody stabbing me in that rib. So we're gonna have to call Shaq and tell him, hey. Your icy hot's not doing much for, for Josh. Here. Icy hot or the general for my insurance, <laughs> yeah. Papa John's pizza. Yeah, he's involved in everything. A little bit of everything, isn't he? I don't think he's ever turned down a commercial. 
Well, I mean, uh, probably for what they're paying him. There you I, go. I don't blame him. Um, you know, I don't know what he's paying in, in alimony and child support, but uh, you know, I, I think he's got a lot of lot of stuff to pay for there. So, um, <clears throat> but we'd love to hear from you on the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi listener line 601-366-1180. Give us a call or shoot us a text at 601-817-0106. As we go through the second hour, we're going to start off with, man, just some great congratulations. You know, when you think about professional sports, we have some phenomenal athletes that hail from the great state of Mississippi. Uh, You can go back. I mean, you can, obviously you got sweetness, Walter Payton, you got Air McNair, uh, you've got Monte Ellis, you've got, um, you know, uh, Al Jefferson, you've got um, Brett Favre. I mean, you know, uh, it's uh, Ruthie Bolton. I mean, you just you just have some phenomenal athletes across all sports, and and that's not a list that's compiled. I gave you right there. I'm just throwing some names off the top of my head. I recognize there are many, many, many more, but it's it's when you think about making a professional sport uh, or becoming a professional at your given sport, you still are a part of the elite. You are the elite of the elite in your sport. And there were three Mississippians that were part of the, t- the class of the newest PGA Tour members. And I want you to think about that. That's 25 uh, players that graduated from the Corn Ferry Tour directly to the PGA Tour as part of the top 25 finishers in uh, in this what is now almost two seasons on the Corn Ferry Tour due to COVID. And, uh, and, and, and what a spectacular feat. I, you know, it, it really is phenomenal when you think about it, but, but, but three of 25 players all hail from Mississippi. Uh, Chad Ramey was finished number three on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's from Fulton, Mississippi, uh, and uh, he had a victory at the 2021 Live and Work in Maine Open and had 21 top 25s en route to his first PGA Tour card, uh, and that's according to uh, the Corn Ferry Tour website. So a phenomenal year. You know, we've talked with Randy Watkins uh, about Chad. Uh, You also have Allie uh, Ewing, who is from Fulton, Mississippi as well. I think it's a it's a town we did some research on of, of right at three or four thousand people, and and now you have a an LPGA tour member as well as a PGA tour member that hail from the big big city, the metropolis of Fulton, Mississippi. Uh, you also had finishing number seven, and I, I'll tell you this one has a special place in my heart. Uh, when I went down as the head boys basketball coach and athletic director uh, at Presbyterian Christian School in Hattiesburg, this young man was uh, his my my first year there was his last year uh, at PCS and that is Davis Riley uh, from Hattiesburg and uh, and and I watched Davis fire some incredible rounds of golf as a high school young man and and everybody that you talked to prior to him going to uh, Alabama I mean he just has had it written all over him that this opportunity was going to come Uh, and so he has earned his PGA Tour card finishing number seven Uh, he won two events this year uh, or these two years, the two, 2020 Panama Championship and the 2020 TPC San Antonio Championship at the Oaks. Uh, and here's the thing. This young man would have, Davis would have gotten his card last year if everything would have been normal. And an interesting fact about Davis is uh, he has shared an apartment with Will Zalatoris, 
who has blown up on the PGA Tour this year. Uh, if you're a golf fan, you know that name. And so uh, just two young studs, but, uh, but you know, Davis – uh, has had a has a, had a phenomenal run on the Corn Ferry Tour, and now will be graduating to the PGA Tour. And then also in that list, the third member. Uh, I'm losing my uh, my train of thought. Uh, hang on just a second. I may be wrong. Hayden Buckley is not in this list. Hayden Buckley must be on the list for the next 25 uh, through the playoffs. So Hayden Buckley. Uh, from Tupelo is in the mix. Um, we'll see what number he is. He is currently at. So two currently um, are are in. Okay, Hayden Buckley finished thirty second. At one point he was in the top twenty five, but Hayden Buckley finished thirty second. He's a Tupelo native. Uh, played at the University of Missouri, uh, but uh, he will uh, more than likely after the playoffs are complete. Uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour, he'll earn his card, and that will make number three. So two, Chad Ramey and Davis uh, Davis Riley were both uh, given their PGA Tour cards last night at the completion of the Pinnacle Bank Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour, and it looks like Hayden Buckley is in great position to uh, to also get his PGA Tour card. So congratulations to Chad Ramey from Fulton, Mississippi, and to Davis Riley from uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. One other Mississippian that is making some noise uh, on the uh, Corn Ferry is Jonathan Randolph. He currently sits at 96th. Jonathan Jonathan has held his PGA Tour card for one season. Uh, he's a Jackson Prep graduate here from the uh, from the Brandon area, and so Jonathan Randolph's in the mix there as well. He'll need a, a pretty strong close. I don't know where things stand on that, if he can still get into the uh, Corn Ferry Tour Finals, or if that was the last event uh, this past weekend. But Chad Ramey, Davis Riley, congratulations to both of them. They are now on the PGA Tour. And if you know how that works, um, Randy Watkins has has kind of um, gone over this with us. And just a reminder, uh, Randy Watkins joins us the first Monday of every month uh, from, from 6 to 7 p.m. We will adjust that uh, for the coming up month as that Monday will actually be uh, Labor Day weekend, and so the show will be off. We will either have him the Monday prior or the Monday after, where we will do our preview for the Sanderson Farms. Speaking of, Bill, uh, didn't you say you owned 10% of Sanderson Farms? Didn't that? <laughs> I wish I did. So that ownership now is worth <laughs> about $440 million. That yeah, would be, yeah. Uh... Since they just sold for $4.4 billion. Yeah, I'm just doing this for fun. That's right. You know, it's, uh, hey, look, I get it. I get it. Uh, but the Sanderson, we'll do a preview of the Sanderson Farms Championship, and uh, we'll let you know when Randy will be going, joining us again. But as always, for everything going on with uh, Randy Watkins and his uh, and his courses, visit randyrotkinsgolf.com. Uh, courses are in beautiful shape, Patrick Farms, Lake Caroline, and Whisper Lake. So, uh, But da- Ch- Chad Ramey, Davis Riley uh, will be moving on to the PGA Tour. The way it works, the top 25 get their card. Now, they don't have a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of um, status for the, the larger events. And so they've got to play their way into those. And, and so just because they get their tour card doesn't mean all of a sudden you'll see them on the WGC events or at the Masters. You know, all of those things come with your world golf ranking, with your place on the, uh, on the, on the points list, go to certain tournaments. It gives you certain statuses. So this gets them to the dance. But now they've got to prove that they know how to dance. And so uh, we'll be pulling for both of those guys, as well as Hayden Buckley and Jonathan Randolph, to finish up their seasons 
high on the points list as well and to make that graduation to the PGA Tour as well. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit of rookie quarterback action in the NFL and uh, and talk a little bit of uh, Saints football and see what's going on down there in the New Orleans area. Uh, and also at 7.30, we'll be joined once again by the judge who will hold court with his coach's challenge. He'll be throwing the flag as well as his good call and bad call the past week. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. We're in the Garner Dental Group studios, and we are on 106.3 FM as well as 1400 AM. We appreciate you joining us wherever you are. Be careful if you're driving. And uh, we've had a great show so far. We've had uh, several great guests uh, football coaches that have either opened their seasons, will be opening their seasons, and uh, and we will have a, another big week. Just a reminder, next week we'll have uh, Scott Vaughn from the 7 to 8 o'clock hour. Scott Vaughn will be joining us. Um, he is a advanced scout for the Golden State Warriors, and that will be a great conversation. You won't want to miss that. He spent time as a high school athletic director and a basketball coach. A He started a NAIA uh, basketball program there in Texas and now is an advanced scout for the Golden State Warriors. Also served a year as an assistant coach uh, for Golden State. So a lot of cool conversations uh, going to come out of that hour next week. And we will also let you know about Randy Watkins and uh, when he will be joining us again. Uh, we also in September are going to have uh, Jason Scarborough uh, spending an hour with us from the Speedy Spirit Media Network. So excited about that as well. The show's kicking and uh, we appreciate all of you stopping and taking the time to listen. Um, at this point, I, I have a an unexpected special guest uh, in studio, and uh, he's he's been over here, Bill, watching Ice Age. Oh, okay. And hmm. uh, and he finished his homework. Which one? There's a bunch of those. Uh, which one, Lucas? Um, meltdown. Ice Age Meltdown. And and he's been, he's finished his homework. He's done his reading. Um, and uh, and so now. Uh, we're just going to quickly hear how excited Lucas you are. Lucas is my nine-year-old son, my youngest son. Uh, my oldest son Joey is uh, at a a football practice slash scrimmage. So Lucas is hanging out with Daddy. And uh, Lucas, you've got a soccer season coming up. Are you excited about your soccer season? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. And what what's the most exciting part about playing soccer? Um, meeting new friends. Okay. All right, and speaking of friends, if you if you have any friends right now listening to the show from your class, you want to tell them hello? Hey. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, so he's playing soccer and we talked about this is there is do you want to be a goalkeeper? Do you want to be on the defensive side? Do you want to play offense uh, and be a forward where you're scoring goals? What part of soccer are you most excited about? Um scoring. Okay, and what else? goalie you want to play goalkeeper and score yes sir okay i like that all right so um 
Lucas will be starting his soccer uh, season here coming up, and yours truly will be uh, leading that young group to battle each uh, and every uh, practice and game. Uh, so we thank you for being in here, buddy. I enjoy having you in. And uh, we're going to go now to some NFL news, and we're going to talk a little bit about rookie uh, quarterbacks. And, you know, a really exciting class when you talk about the NFL and, and, and some of these quarterbacks. And, you know, before we get into the rookies, let's start with the Saints. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today, and, uh, man, he's excited, big-time Saints fan, and, and he's excited about Jameis Winston. Um, and he said, you know, he just everything about him. He looks, he looks, his arm just looks really live. He's got good zip on the ball. Uh, it seems that he's he's gotten a lot comfortable in the Saints' offense. Uh, and so uh, down there in the Saints, you had you had three quarterbacks that went in the preseason game on Saturday. Jameis Winston went seven for twelve for ninety six yards, a touchdown and an interception. Taysom Hill went eight for twelve, eighty one yards and an interception. And Ian Book went nine for sixteen uh, for one hundred and twenty six yards and an interception, uh, I believe he was a young man out of Notre Dame. But when you think about Jameis, Jameis is going to bring something to the table for New Orleans that, that honestly, as good as Drew Brees has been, the one thing he couldn't do is push the ball down the field. And and so now they have a deep threat. They obviously have, have seemed to have mended the disagreements with, uh, with Michael Thomas for now. Uh, we'll see if that continues. But Michael Thomas is that guy that's going to be low to mid- routes uh he's not going to really uh he's not a, a speedster uh so you know fortunately uh Jameis Winston will have some 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 guys to work with on the outside but he's going to have the ability to uh to push uh the ball down the field a little bit and uh and so that's going to be an exciting thing and I think New Orleans has to be pleased with the development of Jameis Winston because look no matter how big a fan you are of Taysom Hill and I love the little packages for him I just don't foresee him being able to lead the Saints as a starting quarterback uh, to where they want to go. Let's talk about some rookie quarterbacks um, and uh, and talk about. Uh, let's just go off. You know, Justin Fields for Chicago. Is he going to start? Probably not. Dalton needs to be the guy there at least for a few weeks. But the development of Justin Fields continues to impress. Uh, Fourteen of twenty, hundred forty-two yards. Uh, which equates to just over seven yards per pass attempt. He had a 106.7 passer rating. He also rushed the ball for 33 yards and a touchdown. It was a terrific uh, start. Look, I get it. It's preseason. But when you think about these first-round picks, he was taken 11th overall. Uh, you know, the development of these guys is very, very important. Uh, and so, you know, while I think Dalton is the right play early, I think it won't take long before Justin Fields sees the, uh, Justin Fields sees the field. Zach Wilson for the Jets. Uh, six of nine, 63 yards. Um, he had an 86.8 passer rating, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, but he looked comfortable. Uh, you know, he didn't look completely out of out of place. Uh, and 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 you know, really was able to develop a little bit of a rhythm. Uh, and and he looked good. I, I really think that 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 could be the the position that could succeed the most from a quarterback perspective, simply because. Uh, when you look at the Jets, they're probably going to be a little bit heavier on the run, and so Wilson will just have the uh, uh, the opportunity to just manage. Trevor Lawrence down with Jacksonville, six of nine, seventy-one yards. Uh, he did give up two sacks, and uh, I was talking to somebody today about this. You know, the one thing about Trevor Lawrence, big difference between college football and the NFL is when you move up into the pocket, you better get rid of the football in the NFL. 
you know, when you're in college, you can kind of slide up in the pocket and then go left or right and kind of avoid. But when you slide up into the pocket in the NFL, you better be prepared to to, to get rid of the football. And uh, that's something that Trevor Lawrence is going to learn. Uh, it'll take him a little time, but uh, but certainly, you know, he's he's going to be just fine. Made a couple big time throws uh, and uh, and and really, you know, look look really good. Trey Lance uh, taking number three overall, 49ers. He was five of fourteen. Uh, 128 yards. He was able to push it down the field. He had one long pass, I think an 80-yard touchdown pass um, in uh, in maybe his second series. But uh, but a little bit inconsistent. 5 of 14 in the NFL doesn't get it. Uh, I do think that probably if you look back at the film, one or two of those may have been drops. But at the end of the day, it's still, you know, best-case scenario puts him in a 50% completion in preseason. That's not going to get it done. But there's growth there. They do have Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, who has led the 49ers to the playoffs when he's been healthy. The big key is how long does Garoppolo stay healthy. I don't think that there's any uh, controversy there. Uh, Garoppolo's your guy until uh, until something happens. He gets hurt, and Trey Lance has to take over. Mac Jones for the Patriots. Look, no, no, uh, you know, no surprises here. Thirteen of nineteen, eighty-seven yards. Uh, by far the least yards per attempt at four point six. Uh, he's going to be conservative. He's going to do what he does. Uh, get it to playmakers in the open space, but uh, but he doesn't push the ball down the field as much. He doesn't quite have the cannon that some of those others we've mentioned have, and uh, and so there's a lot of dinks and doinks that will go through there, shorter passes, hitting backs out of the backfield, uh, et cetera. Sam Ellinger for the Colts. Now, this has uh, you know, come to pass because of the injury to Carson Wentz, and we'll see if Carson is able to, uh, to take the reins there, but uh, Sam Ellinger didn't have a bad night. 10 of 15 passing, 155 yards, 10.3 yards per attempt. And of all the quarterbacks we've mentioned, that's been the most aggressive yards per attempt. And listen, that's important because it tells you he's willing to get the ball down the field and he has the arm strength to do so. Uh, He did have an interception, 72.9 passer rating. He also rushed it uh, for 30 yards. And so we'll see where that goes, but a, 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 a pretty good opening uh, uh, opening night for the number 218 overall draft pick. Ian Book was taking a number 133 overall, and uh, he was 9 of 16. We mentioned that earlier, 126 yards, just under 8 yards per attempt. He did have an interception and a 55.7 passer rating. I don't think he really fits into the equation down there. I do think it's a two-horse race between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston uh, for that spot. Kellen Mond for the Vikings. He was taking number 66 overall. Uh, he had he was six of 16, 53 yards, the least pass per yard attempt. That's a uh, 3.3 yards per attempt, 47.1 passer rating. That's significantly less than Mac Jones on the per yard attempt. Uh, and he also had five rushes for 25 yards. Look, yeah, you know, again, I don't expect him to be called on a lot there with the Vikings. Um, so number 67 overall was Davis Mills. Uh, for the Texans, he was 11 of 22, 112 yards. Did have an interception, took a sack, 46 passer rating, uh, 5.1 yards per attempt. Uh, you know, look, you know, again, these are guys that uh, backups. Um, these are guys, and the final one we'll we'll talk about is Kyle Trask, and um, and uh, this is all uh, you can, available for you on SportingNews.com. But Kyle Trask went four of 15, uh, passing 35 yards, 2.3 yards per attempt and gave up two sacks. He struggled 
uh, there in his first contest. So just a little bit of an update there on some of your rookie quarterbacks. Who's making some noise? Um, you know, who's going to start Jack, Zach Wilson uh, for the Jets and Trevor Lawrence for the Jaguars? I would anticipate, although um, uh, Urban Meyer came out and talked about Gardner Minshew and was praising Gardner Minshew. So who knows what that's about? But I would still expect Trevor Lawrence to take the reins and Zach Wilson. Justin Fields is a little ways down the road. Uh, and Trey Lance will be depending on the health of Garoppolo. So there's your rookie quarterback. Some NFL action getting started. And uh, coming up next... We've got the judge holding court as he throws his coach's challenge flag and give us a good call, bad call of the week. Don't go anywhere. More upon further review right after this. Welcome back in the Garner Dental Group Studios. And uh, the show is flying by. Uh, Wow, a lot going on. Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Uh, We thank them for their support. And uh, we also thank Jerry Brewer, Trusted Choice Advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525. And also want to remind you, uh, about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi, www.bcbsms.com. Live healthy, live blue. Uh, so now is the time for the judge to hold court. Yeah, I had a computer failure, so I didn't get to play his walk-up music. Oh, no walk-out music? Yeah, I couldn't get it to start over here for some reason. Well, you know what? Uh, with the Olympics over, <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe we're just taking a uh, a break for one week. Well, it's supposed to be but, you know, but, his, his favorite song from ACDC. But is the judge here? Yeah, he's there. You know... Starters don't get, you know, walk up music. So I'll just, you know, I'll just come with the starter stuff tonight. I'll mix in a couple more pitches, you know, uh, than the closer. Uh, but hey, I can, I can adapt. Well, you, you needed to come out of the bullpen before I even threw the first pitch with this rib cage muscle issue that I'm dealing with. Um, so, uh, so I was not able to go. I was an, or I was a, a pregame stretch. And, and you know, I heard that you were you were hitting some of the best uh, golf shots of your life there, getting in the groove for the tournament, and then, boy, I tell you, I shot seventy three Friday morning, and and was so excited about the club championship, uh, and so disappointed when um, when when all came down on that second shot on the second hole. But but as Beaver said earlier, uh, you know, we as we talked about, it's just part of the process of getting older. These types of things don't happen when when you're 25 or 30, but uh, it just seems like these little things creep up on you, um, and uh, so you know. You but know, that's 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 part you know, of it. Find it? new ways to injure yourself uh, in bed or getting out of bed. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, that'll probably be in the 50s. Yeah, that's coming soon, isn't it? 
I'm like, it's coming like that's one of the that's one of the coming attractions to uh, to to life uh, life for Dorman, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the life of Riley for off of all of us. Man, I'm telling you. Well, what uh, what's going on? I got a buddy of mine that's coming to Scottsdale. Um, I believe it's this coming up weekend. He's playing Troon. He's playing TPC Scottsdale. Uh, what's the weather supposed to be like for him this week? Oh, listen, hey, it, we've been in a good uh, good uh, groove here lately. And so, you know, the mornings uh, you'll be getting in the 70s. Uh, and uh, it's going to be getting drier as we go. So I'd imagine a little drier. And uh, so if he gets a morning tea time, he'll be in great shape. Wow. You don't hear about that very often in the summer in the valley normally it's low 80s when you wake up huh yes we have had the monsoon this year which brings in the moisture and then cools things down and gets a nice uh weather uh pattern you know uh prevailing flow from the south and so we get that moisture and it's it's much much wanted and needed for sure well he has picked a great time to come so who do we have uh what's the flag you're who are you challenging tonight you know, I hear you talking about uh, all the quarterbacks. A great review also, by the way, on, on the rookies and, you know, talking uh, the quarterback uh, position. And, uh, you know, it's it's become uh, somewhat of a, a wave almost of, of college coaches that uh, in particular, you know, I got, I'm going to look at, at Kirby Smart, you know, in, in Georgia. Uh, and you guys in SEC country there. But, you know, uh, coaches in college versus the pros, a lot of times they, they really want, uh, you know, that two-way player that, that can run and throw. I know ASU has uh, Jaden Daniels. He'll be a junior. He's in the top ten Heisman uh, candidates. Mm-hmm. But, but my point is that, uh, you know, they bring a guy in uh, based on uh, not necessarily his skills, but on what they want to run their system around. And you can't always do that in college. But, you know, Kirby put himself on thin ice uh, a couple of years ago. He couldn't decide if he wanted to run a, you know, RPO offense. He wanted to run a more traditional, you know, Georgia power run, uh, more pro-type. And so he basically chose. He had two great candidates uh, between Justin Fields, who you talked about, who was really emerging, uh, and and, uh, the guy – they don't really love around Georgia, I do believe. Uh, Jake Fromm, uh, I met a, a gal out here uh, a few months ago, and we were talking about it. She said, don't mention Jake Fromm. I get upset every time. <laughs> he goes, always finds a way to lose. But, uh, you know, uh, the quarterback position uh, is based on, you know, tiers of ability in, in different aspects. Certainly you have your athleticism. You have your arm strength. Uh, you have your field vision. And then you have your ability to process uh, information. A lot of those things you can work on. But the processing of information, uh, I think a lot of it is inherent. You know, a lot of it is uh, DNA. Uh, And then, of course, uh, the reps that you get in live action. You know, like they say in the Army, you don't know how anybody really going to react until the bullets start flying. Yeah. so, you know, when you're doing it in practice and, and you're looking good in seven-on-seven seven and all, it is a different uh, animal when you're under live fire. And so one of the things I was looking at the other night was uh, how these guys' feet were in the pocket, you know. And you talked a little about, about Trevor Lawrence stepping up but then not having anywhere to go and eating it or getting hit. 
but I, I do tell you that Mac Jones had the quietest feet, mm. you know. And also, even though he doesn't have the cannon, with the uh, anticipation, uh, you know, I know the great Cowboys, though, with Drew Pearson, who just got in the Hall of Fame, they were famous for that 20-yard uh, out, stall back to Pearson. Yeah. Third and 18, everybody knows it's coming, and they hit it. Yeah. But uh, stall back always got rid of the ball before Pearson broke. It, w- it was magical. Uh, but but timing, of course, important anticipation. And uh, Jones does have a lot of those intangibles. These other guys are really going to have to to see. And uh, interestingly enough, you mentioned uh, uh, Ellinger out of uh, Texas, and uh, I think he was a fifth or sixth round draft choice. Right, he was lower than than the, the other gentleman you mentioned. That's but, right, uh, thirty three. But yeah, you know, Josh, what what do you think about what's happening there with the uh, you know the college coaching and the football, um, the quarterback whispers and all that? Yeah, it's an it's an interesting uh, you know. And we talked to Ryan Buchanan uh, several weeks back about the development of quarterback, and one of the things that I see is coaches obviously recruit to talent, and and then they try to turn that talent into what they need. But the most successful coaches combine talent and program. Um, you yep. know, if you're a dual threat quarterback, you don't want to put that young person in a position. To, to be a, a uh, an eye formation drop back play you know play action type you want a spread situation where you can run some RPO type action uh you know some some quarterback draws or whatever and, yeah. you know with the with the flip side of that being you're not running an RPO with Mac Jones either and and what you what you find is when these guys get to the NFL um you know they have to be able to throw the football they have to be able to step up into a pocket they have to be able to process the information, and when they come from systems that don't pre- don't uh, uh, prepare them for that, uh, they they really seem to struggle. But now, you know, obviously the the offsite quarterback training is so prevalent now uh, with all of these different things that uh, it's a, it's a unique time for a quarterback and a guy like Justin Fields. Look, you know, you look at Jake Fromm. I don't I can't remember who the two running backs are, but if I remember correctly, it was. It was maybe Swift and Chubb. I can't remember. But they have had a loaded backfield over there in Georgia, so you can't really blame uh, Kirby Smart for going that direction. Uh, but but he's it, you know what it has done is is now it's amplified because Justin Fields is having such an incredible preseason. Absolutely. But here's Kirby. He's going with uh, JT Daniels, you know, the uh, transfer from USC. Out of high school, he was, uh, I think, the number one prospect in his year. But it's going to be the pro-style offense. It's going to be drop back. They're going to pound the ball. Yep. Uh, and they're supposed to be strong this year. But, uh, you know, Kirby's he's, got, he's chosen. He's not going to go with the, the uh, dual-threat quarterback. He's, he's decided with Fromm and now with Daniels yep. that this is the way. And Georgia, listen, they're running out of patience there uh, in other country. Uh, this is his sixth year, so... You know, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on those Bulldogs. No doubt, no doubt. We're going to come back with more from the judge as he gives us his good call and bad call of the week. As we close out the show with the final segment, don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this.
Farm is there. Welcome back to a Pond Frugal Review on WJQS The Fan. Listen to us on the web at WJQSTheFan.com. Welcome back in upon further review, final segment. And uh, the show, the flow is, the, the flow, the flow. The, yeah, the, the show's sh- kind of flowing. The show has flown by. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we're back with the judge holding court. And uh, we've got the good call, bad call now. So uh, what's, what's the good call of the week? Well, I tell you, Josh, I think this was a pretty easy one. Sometimes I have to uh, scratch and dig a little bit. But by far... Uh, the good call, you know, rarely do you see an event that lives up or or rarely exceeds the hype. But if, if I believe you did uh, tune in uh, to Major League Baseball's Field of Dreams game last week. Yes, uh, indeed. There in the uh, cornfields of Iowa. And what, what a great event it turned out to be. Yes, agreed. 100% terrific event. You know, uh, some of the, the benefits of this uh, – Baseball, like a lot of the other major sports, have been losing uh, local participants as well as, of course, viewership and attendance. But, uh, you know, um, there was, I think, Williams Jennings Bryant says, uh, what what we learn from history is that we don't learn from history too often in our life, you know? Right. And so we're we're looking at what's happening on our uh, social media. It's boom, boom, second to second. You're, you're bombarded with what's happening today or going to happen tomorrow. And we don't really uh, revere the history of, of our great sports that we have here. And it's not just about today, but, you know, when I was growing up, uh, you know, baseball cards were really in, uh, you know, kids uh, walking around with their bat and, and uh, gloves looking to play catch or some ball out on the street. Oops, I used to do that. But, uh <laughs> A couple of windshields and uh, windows along the way. Boy, could we scatter. Yes, but, yes. Uh, you know, uh, I think this kind of event is going to capture the imagination of not only us who lived it as a nostalgic thing, but uh, but of kids that were watching and they learn about the history of some of these uh, great, great uh, Hall of Famers that we've had and some of the hardships with the, the Black Sox uh, scandal and them being represented there and, and how it – you know, ruin the lives of some, you know, those guys that were uh, in on that uh, unfortunate scandal. But yeah. uh, Shoeless Joe being cheap. But, uh, you know, that was, that was a great – and could you ask for a better actual ball game wow. uh, than what they got? You know, my godson hitting in the uh, the three spot. That's right. Uh, but, but the fact that 9-8 uh, uh, walk-off home run into the corn, uh, it, it was just an amazing event. And uh, – I think it's going to have a, a lingering effect. So I'm, I'm going to say good call to MLB. I banged on them a lot uh, here this year, but I think they got this one right. No, I agree 100% from the uh, opening introductions of the players coming through cornfields to the small venue, only 8,000, uh, to um, the contest itself, all the nostalgia. Uh, it really, really, 16 million viewers. The largest viewed um MLB game and I believe 15 plus years. So uh they they definitely got that right. That one down for an annual event, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and you know that kind of compares, you know, you've got 
the the hockey game that's on Lake Placid each year now for the NHL. You've got college basketball that plays on the aircraft carriers now. Yes. It seems that each league would really uh, benefit themselves if they would find some some of these no, no, nostalgic venues, some of these uh, different venues to, to host a, an event like that. Yeah, MLB said they're going to do that next year. Yeah. They've yeah. already committed to doing it again. That's next great. Year. That's great. Now the ratings have come out. I'm sure they will. Oh, there's no question. Uh, that was that was big time. Well, what uh, on the uh, bad call? I think your bad call uh, had something to do with with maybe um, people like uh, Pops, Robert Dorman, <clears throat> if you're listening, and 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 maybe throwing away baseball cards. You know, uh, I had just mentioned that in in terms of the the trend. Uh, certainly, what we lived through growing up. Uh, but uh, like like you said, you had a personal uh, knowledge of a. Uh, old school pops there who has used to have some uh some real gems of card and he, and i'm sure we're hurting him right now by reminding of that loss but you, you know uh a lot of these things the more you have love for this uh, i think uh james harden card uh from and he's only been around about eight yards but his rookie card is worth uh, in the thousands of dollars already so you know these things uh can unexpectedly uh turn into real investments and so we want to encourage the kids to go out and enjoy their favorite players, but make sure you keep those things. Don't let mom throw them out, you know, in the shoebox. Uh, but, you know, it, it is something that, that along with the enjoyment, uh, really can be uh, looked at as a, as a potential windfall down the road. So, yeah, kids keep uh, buying that, that bubble compacts and the, uh, the different trading cards. And I know uh, – uh, a lot of kids are doing it again these days and getting the stars to sign them. And I, I heard that a lot of that went on at the uh, Field of Dreams games as well, which was uh, at, which was great. Yeah, so uh, in, in case anybody missed it, uh, Honus Wagner card, very rare card, $6.6 million. And, and the moral of that story is there are people like my dad who had uh, a lot of those types of cards and through the transition of houses or moves or, you know, just decluttering, a lot of times these these great card uh, collections end up gone. And uh, and who knows, maybe he had a Honus Wagner worth $6 million. Maybe he didn't. I know he had Mickey Mantle. But uh, for all of you uh, out there, oh. um, you know, make sure that you are hanging on to uh, those collections because there's – that you never know when they're gonna they're gonna become of significant value, but also you have all of the the non tangible value to it as well. Absolutely, and you know, so we need to educate moms a little bit, let them know that it's not clutter, but that it, it's potential uh, college tuition. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and let Hang me tell you, tight. in today's world, that college tuition is not cheap. Well, listen, thanks again, as always, for joining us. Uh, we're going to have the judge in a different time segment next week. He will be on with us during the 6 o'clock hour as we will have Scott Vaughn joining us from 7 to 8. So uh, we appreciate you, as always, and look forward to talking with you again next week. I'll be getting warmed up early for next week. That's what I'm talking about. That's the judge holding court here in Upon Further Review, and uh, we thank him, as always, for joining us. Honus Wagner, Bill, $6.6 million for a baseball card. Yeah, everybody's going through their cards right now. They could still find them. Uh, I tell you, uh, you know, I'm in the same in the same boat. Um, you know, I had a collection as a kid. Now we can't find it. I had Michael Jordan rookie cards. I had all of them, and so well, you know, as a kid, uh, all I wanted was the bubble gum. I know, right? That's a, you know, that was <laughs> us too. The gum, and yeah. the, the 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 bubble gum was so stale. 
Oh yeah, and, and so hard, hard, you know, it break <laughs> off in big little pieces. Yeah. So bad, yeah. so bad. But hey, you know, it's part of part of the process. Uh, so uh, anyway, we want to remind you about Jerry Brewer, uh, trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. Lucas, joining us here in the studio, my youngest son, anything you would like to, uh, any final thoughts on the show, Lucas? You're the best, Dad. Oh, my goodness. I promise I didn't pay him extra allowance to say that. I love you, buddy, and appreciate you being here. Love you, too. And I hope you enjoyed your time in the studio. Uh, and uh, want to remind everyone, podcast is available. Uh, you can download it via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You don't want to miss these shows. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of great interviews. If you're from one of these schools, uh, we want to once again say thank you to uh, Lance Pogue of Jackson Academy, head football coach, joined us in the first hour, as did John Reed uh, McClendon from uh, Greenville Christian School, coming off that big win over Madison Regional Academy um, last Friday night and Craig Bowman from Hartfield Academy. If you represent any of those schools, make sure you download our podcast, listen to what your coaches are having to say about the upcoming season. Uh, there's all types of other great interviews uh, throughout all of our shows, so we encourage you to download that podcast. Also want to mention to give us a follow on Twitter, at JD Coach is my personal Twitter account, uh, and the show is upon underscore sports. Don't forget to log in there and give us a follow. Uh, and uh, you can get all every Monday we text who's coming on the show. Uh, excuse me, we tweet who's coming on the show and uh, give you all of that information. So for Bill on the board, uh, Lucas in studio, I'm Josh Dorman, your host, and we want to leave you with this. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again next Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m., may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Have a great night. We'll see you next week.